It's Thursday, and I'm happy to tell you that I am Pernessa Seal. I'm the founder and the CEO of The Bomb in Gilead. And I don't know what you're facing today, but guess what? There is a bomb in Gilead, and it's just pouring all over you. It's Thursday, and if it's Thursday, it's Dr. P., on the pod. And I'm here to tell you, I am pouring and loving on you and bomb is just flowing all over you. Dr. P on the pod. Dr. P on the pod. Yeah. Hey, I am just, I'm just tickle pink to have Faye Edwards, another one of my ride or die girlfriends. Uh, she is a director of foster care at Ada S. McKinley Foster Care in Chicago, Illinois. Faye is an expert mm-hmm, in foster care, and uh, I have uh, witnessed her um, passion and uh trauma and all kinds of issues over the over the years dealing with foster care and foster care is definitely when we look at children in foster care and the just the challenges and trauma that our children are going through in life it is truly a public health crisis and so I am just ecstatic to have Faye Edwards director of foster care with us today hey Faye Hey, Dr. P on the pod. <laughs> yes, it's Thursday and it is Dr. P on the pod. I'm excited. Listen, let's talk about um let's talk about children. Um uh, I want to say black children, but I'm not going to just say black children because you know Every day we are bombarded with what's going on at the border. And this is not a political conversation while our children. But we don't have to talk about, you know, we know the horror that children at the border are experiencing. But what are some of the issues that we need to deal with right in our community regarding children and foster care? Well, you know, that that's a very good question, because in the United States, and we're not talking about children at the border. There are probably about 440,000 children in foster care. Mm. 444,000. Yes, in foster care. In foster care. Uh, And and for these children, it means they have been separated from not just their parents, but their communities, their families, their brothers and sisters, their schools, everything that was familiar to them they've been separated from. So it really is um, a very critical situation. Here in Illinois, we have about 17 or 18,000 of those children in care. So what does that look like for a child? You know, we hear the horror stories on the news, children being killed, dismembered, whatever. And that is a part of foster care abuse. That's one reason children come into foster care. They've been abused, they've been beaten, they've been burned, they many things. But the major reasons children come into foster care is not abuse, it's neglect. Mm. And you can tie neglect 
directly to conditions that relate to poverty. Mm. You know, parents uh, going, making decisions to leave their children with certain people so they can go to work and those people may or may not be reliable. You get um, neglect because the housing is so poor. Um, people don't have money to do things with, which can lead to neglect. So neglect is the biggest piece of why children come into foster care. And then you, you, you tie drug abuse into that. You know, there's a lot of conversation in America now about um, uh, the opioid epidemic. This epidemic has been with us for a long time. But when there were black and brown children, it wasn't so much conversation about it because it was these uh, horrible parents. And uh, I used to hate the term crack babies that uh, um, got popularized because these kids were going to be criminals. They were going to be uh, slow in school. They were not going to develop uh, age-appropriate. And what we found is that for many of these children, that is absolutely not the truth. Hmm. That these children have thrived in the right environment. And one of the things that's really sad to me is that in doing this work, you look at the backstory of the parents. Many of the parents are just ill-equipped to take care of their kids. They don't have, and I'm not talking about formal education, but they don't have the skills for being parents. If you add substance abuse, be it drugs or alcohol, on top of that, it clouds parents vision many of these parents had mental health issues themselves when they were youth that never got addressed and so here they are trying to go along in life and 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 care for children ill-equipped and many of our families uh, because most most of these kids are being taken care of now by family members of some sort they could be extended family they can be what well, now a new term is called fictive kin, which is just somebody who was close to the child and wants to help them. We have so many families that are now overburdened. They want to care for their children, the children of their relatives. Often they don't know that the kids are in care and we have to try to find them. And even if they do know, sometimes they have they themselves are so overburdened with many of the conditions that affect the family, the parent, that they can't do it. So it's a circular movement. And sometimes they have already, we, we have families who are taking care of four and five kids of one relative. Mm. And they uh, can't do anymore. So we try to come up with ways where they can stay in touch, stay involved uh, with the kids so the kids don't feel like they've just lost everything. 
Wow. Listen, we are talking with uh, my ride or die, Faye Edwards, who's director of foster care out there in Chicago. Ada S. McKinley Foster Care Organization has been around for a long time. We're going to take a break and we're going to come right back to Faye. It's Thursday and it's Dr. P on the pod. We're talking to Faye Edwards, who's the director of foster care at Ada S. McKinley Foster Care Service out there in Chicago, Illinois. Faye, thank you so much. I have tears in my eyes just dealing, just listening to the reality of so many children, what they're facing and how they're living uh, right here in our uh, in our communities. Um Before I ask you about Ada S. McKinley and how she got started, tell us what can, you know, you you live this every single day. What can we, the African-American community, do? What can what can we do? Can can we do anything? What can we do? Well, first of all, I want to um, state that the African-American community has in many ways stepped up. When you think about families that are caring for their children, uh, relatives, extended family, it's been a it's been a heavy lift for the African American community. But we got to dig a little deeper. Uh, either thinking about for those some people I run into, they said, "Oh, I I thought about being a foster parent. I thought about it for a long time. I just didn't move on it." move on it. You can also volunteer for foster care agencies. Yes, there's red tape. Yes, there's paperwork. But if you have a couple of hours a month that you can devote to a family, giving a family a a break, giving them some respite time, giving these kids uh, the view that someone is thinking about them, that someone is concerned about them. But you got to be prepare to be consistent with that. Uh, For myself, I I work in this field and I've also been a foster parent. Is it easy? No. But is it rewarding? Yes. My girls are now in their 20s. One of them just came home and stayed for a few years to get herself (laughs) back together. Just a few years. Just a few years. Three, three and a half. Uh, but what makes me feel good is that that is home to her. Because these are lifetime connections that you're making with these children. The other one is happily living her life in another state with her two, two babies. So if you have some time that you can give, if you have some expertise you can give, these kids need tutors. They need mentors. They just need friends. And our older kids don't forget them. These kids are facing aging out of foster care by age 21. And they need someone to help them, help guide them also into career and work. Um, we need people who have jobs that they can offer these kids. So there's a lot that can be done. Wow. Thank you so much, Faye. And, you know, let's talk about, give, give us some history about Ada S. McKinley, uh, as we come to a close on this segment of Dr. P. on the pod, tell us about Ada S. McKinley and how she got started with foster care. Who was she? Ada 
McKinley was a phenomenal woman. She came from Texas. She and her husband moved uh, to Illinois. And she was an educator. Her husband was a dentist. And they had three children who all died from malaria. But Ada kept plugging away. She didn't start in foster care. Ada started, her goal was to help black soldiers returning from the war and their families to be stabilized. And to that extent, she turned her house into a settlement house. And this woman did all this out of her pocket. This wasn't funded by the state or the feds. This was Ada's, her love of her community. She used to say that she didn't want a big fancy agency because it meant that the community had to be sicker to support it. Sometimes now I run into people who were little children who uh, hung out with Ada. The agency is 100 years old. And she started this, the first time she had got any money was for uh, people who were developmentally delayed. That's what we, the term we use now. And, you know, that program is still going on. Wow. I call it the energy of Ada. Wow. The energy of Ada. Ada's, it's a, it has been a phenomenal experience working here. Um, we have seven different divisions now and Ada might have been right I think about that sometimes the bigger the agency the sicker the community but I'm glad that we're here to help the community well I am too you know because um I know that this has truly been a life journey for you and um have known and heard about Miss Ada S. McKinley and I'm glad that we can lift her up uh today uh on on this podcast because there are so many sheroes in our communities that we don't know of. And this is a woman that gave her life um, to help the soldiers coming from the war and to help children. And the good news is that her legacy is strong and will continue. So Faye, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for your work. Um, you know, thank you for getting up and getting up every morning and dragging yourself, not because you're just tired, <laughs> just beat up tired, you know, because uh, doing doing this work in foster care, it is it is no joke work. And just thank you for getting up every morning and continuing to fight the good fight. And we just going to lay we just going to ask God to send a fresh anointing and just pour out a bomb in Gilead on. On you and all the children, not just in Chicago, but all over this land. Listen, y'all, I got to jump today. I got to jump. Some people are over yonder waiting for me. I got to go. But before I go, I want you to know it's Thursday. And if it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. Love you, Faye. I got to go. I'm out. Bye-bye. <laughs>